Blog Talk Radio. Because they weren't doing nothing. That ain't working. That's the way you do it. 
get your money for nothing and your chicks for free. Okay? That was a song. Which means, you know, just play the guitar on MTV. You know? That that was a song. Where all they did, you know, I think the song went, uh, We Gotta Move These Microwave Ovens, Custom Kitchen Delivery. We got to move these refrigerators. We got to move these color TVs. Meaning some people got to work for a living, and some people just play the guitar on MTV. And this is what these politicians been doing for year after year after year, is playing the guitar on MTV. Getting reelected over and over and over and over again by these numbnut-ass people that's voting. Oh, honey, who are we voting for? Oh, I think we voted for Jack Johnson. And they put up for Jack Johnson for like 40 damn years. Or in our modern-day case, uh, Cruz. What's Cruz's first mm-hmm. name? Ted. Ted Cruz. Hatchard. Um, the guy whose mouth looks like a, a Mr. Oh, Peanut gosh. with the split. The the the, <laughs> the majority of the... Of Mitch the, McConnell. Mitch McConnell, whose mouth is like works like... <laughs> He's got, like, cuts in it like a cartoon character. When he talks, he's so damn old. You know, when you give somebody a haircut, you know, and dress them up in a suit, but they're old as hell underneath it. No disrespect to the old. But this is what retirement is all about. This is what reserving yourself and going to another phase of life is all about. You know, the circle of life is violated so much on people that sit back on their ass and take advantage of and occupy a seat that they should have been out of. Case in point, Eli fucking Manning of the New York Giants. Okay? Go sit your ass down. Your time is over. Your team is one and seven. You ain't shit. You can't run. You can't dance. You can't do shit. And the team ain't winning because Father Time done caught up with your ass, but he got the Manning name, just like the politicians. So therefore, he's in there until one day... Somebody's son is going to knock him on his ass. He's going to be done because everybody's looking up in the sta- up in the audience saying, "Hi, mom. Hi, mom." And some defensive tackle is going to take him out one day. So Eli gets, and I'm just using Eli as an example of the way people do it that have the privilege and stay and hang around for year after year. And look at Trump, for example. Okay, seventy-something years old. We all know what happens to you as a man when you're seventy years old. You know, everything starts to drop and fade and ball and gray. You know, you got prostate issues. You got uh, diabetic issues. Everything is, you know, but, but they put a suit on, put a tie on. They get a $200 haircut, a fresh shave, and they walk out there like they fresh sell. They ain't fresh. When they take that suit off at the end of the day, they got that same raggedy, tired-ass, sickly-ass body underneath all that. It don't change. And that's what's happening right now. If you look at some of the politicians in there today, most of them are all Caucasian, all white men. But now that there's black women and Spanish people gaining on them, like Parliament Funkadelic said, they will do anything to win this election. That's why you see people beg, barring, and stealing. I tell you, like that movie, The Purge, boy. That 6th of November is going to be a bloodbath day. It's going to be crazy with illegal shit. Watch all the recounts. Watch all the illegal people winning out of nowhere. Watch all the people that's going to get turned down the polls. Because these people just want to want to win. They don't want to work. They say black folks are lazy. Shit, you better flip that shit. They just want to sit on their ass and do nothing. You know? Just like the group Dire Straits. Money for nothing. Play the guitar on MTV. That's all I got to say about that. Okay. I'll take that, John. Play that guitar. Give us a call. You got a comment about the show. You, uh, we got a petition out to get rid of red wine and uh, kettle. So if you uh, want to be a radio personality, you can yeah, apply. Because, uh, we about to get rid of these two because I tell you what, like Eli Manning, they're done. Okay. All right. We got Kettle, she's old as dirt, and we got Red Wine, she's old as Methuselah. So we got to get rid of these two. So put your applications in. 
send it to a pajama party and we'll yeah, uh, look Moses it up. was your roommate, so what's Oh, my it? goodness. Anyway. We're going to lighten it up and switch over to the weird news. Get oh. that going. <laughs> Man, I'm not going first this time. No, I'm going first if, Good. if you don't Earn mind. Earn your keep, honey. <laughs> Whatever. Anyway, let's see. I got one for you tonight about some overdue book fees. Came out of nowhere. A man paid a, a book fee that was overdue by 84 years. Wow. This was out of Shreveport, Louisiana. Mm-hmm. He returned a book that was actually his mother's book, who is now deceased. He found the book in his mother's belongings. It was a book called Spoon River Anthology. And he decided to return it. So at first, he returned it anonymously, just dropped it off without leaving a name. But then the library started promoting it and put it on Facebook and said, this book has been missing for 84 years, and it just showed up in the library. (laughs) So then he kind of felt like, I guess I better fess up. So then he confessed and said, yeah, that was the book. So they, it was only a $3 fine, and they waived the $3 fine. Mm-hmm. But the guy, Stroud is his name, and their family decided to donate $1,542.65 wow. to the library in honor of their mother. And they gave the check to the library Thursday. And according to the rules back in 1934 mm-hmm. that was inside the book, you would be charged five cents a day for every day that the book was late. Wow. So what they did is they did the math and figured from that day in 1934 up until the day he returned it, the fee would have been $1,542.65. Wow. So they donated that money into the library in honor of their mother. Nice. If they, he said his mom had a great sense of humor, and I'm sure she would have seen the comedy and all of this. And uh, the library said that they're going to use this to remind all of their patrons that it's never too late <laughs> to return your overdue book. I know that's right. Look, and put a check with it, too. Yeah. <laughs> I think wow. I've got a few around the house, but uh, I don't know if I'm going to go do that. Five cents a day. Man, that, well, that was back in 1934. Ago. I know. All right, I got one. It's called uh, the authorities in Franklin, New Jersey. They nabbed the serial diaper dumper. Mm-mm. Authorities say they've captured a man suspected of dumping his grandson's spoiled diapers <laughs> along several New Jersey roadways over the past year. Aw, that's just nasty. Franklin Township. Police say an officer acting on a hunch spotted 68-year-old William Friedman leaving a load of diapers, load, get it, Uh of diapers in the area of routes 47 and 40 around 3.15 a.m. Oh, Sunday. He was taken into custody after a traffic stop. (laughs) Wait a minute. He's out at 3 o'clock in the morning dumping dumping diapers on the side of the road. That's crazy. (laughs) Something wrong with him. So Friedman, um, the township, allegedly told police um, the diapers came from his grandson, uh, adding that leaving (laughs) them. It's not mine. It's my grandson. He said adding that leaving them around town without getting caught almost became a game. Authorities say a motorcycle has crashed in June after running over a diaper. Oh, my Friedman God. had allegedly dropped. The motorcyclist suffered minor injuries, and his bike was totaled. Friedman has been charged with interference with transportation. He faces That's up a thing. Yep. He faces up to $1,000 in fines. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Serial diaper dumper. I've heard it all. Yeah. And that's in Franklin, New Jersey. Yeah, I didn't even know that was a thing. All right. I don't know. Should he be on the kiss it list? Yeah, I think he should be. He's making a game of that. What's wrong with a trash can? He just said he made it a game. That's weird. All right. Over to you, Papa Didi. What you got? Okay. Um, uh, soap uh, believed to be cocaine. 
Lance Dealers, uh, Buyers Behind Bars, uh, Raleigh, North Carolina. This reported from the Associated Press. Police say that the only clean part of the intent uh, drug dealer at a North Carolina airport was the fact that the drugs in question were actually soap bars. Mm. Okay. Mm. They thought it was cakes of cocaine? Yeah, I'm, I'm getting there, Red Wine. Let me, okay. let me finish here. Anyway, the uh, news and observer reported that the reporter of uh, Raleigh Dorm uh, International Airport officers arrested 43-year-old uh, Travis Hargrove. He was a and a 40-year-old also named uh, Jason Anderson and 44-year-old uh, Les Ortiz. On drug trafficking charges, uh, this happened on October 5th. October 5th. But when the results of the laboratory came back, police filed different felony charges Tuesday. Okay, police initially believed that Anderson of uh, New York City and Ortiz of New Jersey sold three pounds, which is 1.3 uh, kilos of cocaine, to Hargrave. Instead, according to the arrest warrant for Anderson, Hargrave received 10 bars of ivory soap. Oh, wrapped cool. in thick plastic okay. wrap, but it's a crime to take part in what someone believes is a drug deal. It's unclear whether Anderson or Teague knew the package was soap. It's unclear whether the three have lawyers. I, mean, I don't know. Who, who pulled this story? I don't know. It's you don't know, Red No, one. I don't. Yeah, okay. So apparently it sounds like the cops that arrested him thought it was cocaine, but mm-hmm. apparently it was soap. I guess... They must be a known drug dealer. And they probably were selling the soap or what have you. But you can smell ivory mouth. People get overzealous yeah. about everything. But are they saying yeah. it's against the law to do something that looks like a drug deal? Guess Is that what I just heard you say? Well, I just think the moral of the story is the fact that uh, if, if these... Don't sell soap? No, I mean, I think that if these cops got time to chase these humbug stuff, then they're the ones that need to be down at the border. Because obviously they need something to do. Mm-hmm. You know, they did doing all this surveillance and on a bunch of crap and wasting time and spending military resources Uh-oh. to shake down crap. The criminals probably set them up, probably. I don't get it. Really, I don't get it. <laughs> yeah, that sounds like it's easy to do or distracted them. Uh huh. And mean, the real just, stuff came in somewhere else. And the yeah, dummies took the bait. That would have been smart. You know what I'm saying? They took the bait. That's what it sounds like. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's why it's the weird news. Okay. All right. All right. Well, who wrote that story? I don't know. Why did you pull the story? No, I didn't. And why is the font so big? You trying to tell me something? I'm getting old. <laughs> big ass fonts on here. That's just like 14, 14 press. Y'all gonna become the anyway. winners in a minute. <laughs> I had nothing to do with that. Yeah. We'll talk to the interns about that. Uh. 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 All right, well, I'm going to slide right on into I'm Just Saying. Okay, come on with it. Because I want to talk about Uh -uh. the truth is no longer relevant. Oh, boy. That's my topic tonight. Apparently, the truth is no longer relevant, at least for public figures, politicians, CEOs, and other people in charge of stuff. Just put it that way. Now, did you know that the latest count uh, for Trump in terms of how many lies and twisted facts that he has put out since he's been in office is now over 5,000. That's a lot of lies. Mm-hmm. 5,000. It's more than 5,000. Yep. And what's really crazy about that is that nobody seems to be really concerned enough to do anything about it. Mm-hmm. People just act like, oh, well, that's Trump. What are you going to do? Mm-hmm. What are we supposed to do about it? Actually, yeah, you 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 handle him. Nobody can handle him. You can't rein him in. And no matter what lies he tells, Kellyanne Conway is going to get out there and try to reinterpret it. And then Sarah Sanders is going to stand up there in front of the press and try to tell them what Trump was trying to say. Oh, yeah. He found two of the and, and then she goes into Kellyanne, I mean, uh, Sarah Sanders, starts blaming the media saying it's their fault that they don't understand what Trump said. Big news. It's uh yeah, y'all are misinterpreting stuff, y'all taking and twisted and all of that and that's where all this fake news comes from. So she wants to blame his lies on the media. 
I'm just saying, it looks to me like truth is just no longer relevant. I've seen heads of major companies step down or be fired for misbehaving in some way, shape, or form and still walk away with millions and millions of dollars. Why are they rewarded for deceiving their position and misusing their power? It's interesting that in the midst of the Me Too movement, so many of them are saying they're innocent, but yet they're still paying out millions of dollars in damages to victims. And if you don't do anything wrong, why are you paying out all that money? Where is the truth in that? Remember when several congressmen, and this wasn't that long ago, got busted for sexual harassment, and then we later found out, and this is after they lied and said they didn't do it. Once they we found out that they lied and they did do it, then we found out they paid the victims. Then we found out they paid the victims with money from the congressional budget. See, this is the kind of lies that I'm talking about. It's like truth is not relevant anymore. Truth is whatever people want to believe it to be. You know, it's like uh, what do they what Kellyanne called it alternate facts. When Trump was saying some crazy stuff, she said, well, these are just alternate facts. What the hell is an alternate fact? It's either true or it's not. There's no in-between. So anyway, um, talking about those congressmen. So now they're going to pay out, they paid out these uh, money out of the congressional budget. And then after they got busted, some of them are still in their positions. Some of them stepped down, but some of them are still in Congress, and I don't understand that. If you did something wrong, why aren't you out of a job? If you lied about spending taxpayer money on personal stuff, which some of them got busted for, some of them got busted for spending money on vacations, dog houses, uh, charter flights that had nothing to do with with, uh, official business, but yet they're still in office. They just basically go, whoops, my bad. Or they try to cover it up with some other lie. I'm just saying, I'm I'm so tired of the lie. We got white people claiming that black people are doing illegal stuff, calling the police, when in fact, black people are just living and minding their own business. But the truth doesn't seem to be relevant when the cops roll up on said innocent black people, and then now they got to justify why they just exist. You can't just say, oh, well, I was just out here, you know, uh, my car was stalled, or I pulled over to make a phone call, or whatever the case. you got to give all this justification because somebody called the cops and said, there's some people out here selling drugs. You didn't see anybody transacting anything. You jumped to conclusions, and that's the story you gave the cops. But because truth isn't relevant anymore, the cops just believed it. So, again, I go back to 45. When you got somebody running the country that just spouts out anything he wants with no regard for whether it's true or not, he set in the example that truth is no longer relevant. I'm just saying. I don't know what we're going to do. If you don't hold people accountable for the lies that they tell, we just end up accepting the lie. And eventually, what we have seen in history is that if you keep telling a lie long enough, People start to believe it's true. And that's a problem. We need to stand up and say, if it's not true, call it out and say, no, that's a lie. Tell 45 you cannot just erase the 14th Amendment because you don't like it. You can't executive order it away because you got an issue with immigrants, even though you're married to one. I don't know what your problem is, but anyway, I'm just saying (laughs) You know, he's trying to say this wasn't about immigrants. The 14th Amendment wasn't meant to protect immigrants having children so that they could end up being citizens. Well, my question is, if it wasn't meant to protect the babies of immigrants, who the heck was it supposed to protect? Tell me that. Because if you're already a citizen, obviously your children are citizens. So why would you need an amendment to state that? Give me a break. People aren't stupid. I'm so sick of them trying to push this stuff and twist it around and make it sound like it's true. I'm tired of the fake lies. Well, they're not fake lies. They're real lies. Trying to make it sound true. This is Red Wine, and I'm just saying, keep truth 
relevant, no matter who says it. That's all I'm saying. It, it was just amazing how many times that they had caught him in lies. I'm like, but his thing is, he don't mind saying it. He'd rather say it and then be recanted later. I'm like, no, I didn't say that. Mm-hmm. Uh, isn't this your voice? Uh, no, that's not me. I didn't say yeah. that. It's like, here you are right here on video. You said it. Mm-hmm. No, no. See, y'all take it out of context. And he's, and he's like, oh, my gosh. It's, it's a constant thing. <sighs> he just don't have no idea. Well, if you got any more lies to tell us, y'all, hit us up tonight at 914-803-4306. And keep truth relevant. Press 1. Yeah, press 1. All right, we're going to take a quick break, and then we're coming back with Papa Didi and Living for the City. All right, now. On the Pajama Party Show, Friday night. You know how we do it. We'll be right back. So I was looking over the Cocktail of the Week archives, and we've had so many really great drinks over the past year and a half. We've had our original signature drink called the Pajama Party and a Game Changer, and of course we have the last word. I like the Revolution. It was Hennessy, lemon and lime juice, agave juice, and bitters with jalapeno slices. Ooh-wee! I like that Crown Royal Flush with the Crown Royal Peach Stop and Cranberry Juice. Oh, yeah. And one of my favorites huh, was the... Uh, Wait a minute, what's it called? The Dutch Mule, yeah, the Dutch Mule with the kettle, orange vodka, lime juice, and ginger beer. There are so many to choose from on the ApajamaParty.com website. So check out the Cocktail of the Week archives to get the recipes. And you can find out how to make the Cocktail of the Week and sip along with us. Are there instructions there, too? Sure they are, along with pictures of the drink so you know exactly what it's supposed to be. Living for the city. Let's talk about um, let's talk about Baltimore, Maryland, for a minute. Uh uh-uh. Now, this city is a land of a thousand disguises. Sneaks up on you, but rarely surprises. That's what my man Gil got here. Okay. But anyway. Baltimore is the biggest and the most grandioso place in the world. But in order to save face, they project the image of a poor black town. And the the money pushers and the uh, movers and shakers wouldn't have it no other way. Because they don't want people to be in their mind. It's almost reminding you of the movie uh, with Denzel Washington, American Gangster. Remember when he first wore that uh, suit to the boxing match? That yeah. attracted attention with him, but nobody ever knew he existed. It was a fur coat. Yeah, it was like a yeah, it was a, a mm-hmm. fur coat with a matching hat, all crazy looking. Joint mm-hmm. his wife gave him. Yeah. That's when the cops first looked and said, "Who is that?" You know, yada yada. Anyway, that's how Baltimore is. Baltimore projects an image when you're on the train, you look out and you see decrepit houses and things of this nature. Baltimore is so far from poor that it's not even funny. Okay, it's oh my God, that it, it it's the it, it it hovers everything that nobody else wants. Okay, and it does it good. The way they got stuff lined up as far as um, whatever they may be doing in other areas, because a lot of other Maryland towns are bougie and don't want to take the responsibility to full grit. So Baltimore would do it and charge the government or the city government or the state government a fortune in in surviving as such. Like, for example, let's say the parole board. Do you realize that Baltimore is the headquarters of every 
um, parole institution around Maryland. Every place, whether it be Glen Burnie, Lanham, New Carlton, you name it, everything funnels back to the headquarters in Baltimore. And that's just one example of what they hold down. They hold down everything that nobody else wants. They say, fuck it, we'll take it. We got a place for it. A lot of these little sophisticated towns in Maryland don't want to be bothered with any kind of uh, stuff they got to do with uh, ex-cons or or um, halfway houses and all that stuff. They don't want no damn halfway house up there in Chevy Chase and all that. They say, oh, no, let Baltimore handle it. We don't want a damn halfway house. Oh, no, 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 no. And Baltimore says, fuck them, bring them on. And they take it. And they charge Annapolis's ass for doing that. And they got it all. They have a direct pipeline of of water, of back, back, uh, try to get one of your, your rich friends to take on his yacht and go one night, go one day, go out on a Saturday by boat, just having breakfast and lunch. Go from Annapolis to Pier 6 in Baltimore. Pier 6 is the other side of the harbor where the concert hall is, okay? Rich as hell back there. Did you know about Pier 6? Pier 6 is the other side of Baltimore Harbor, back where the yachts are, okay? But back there in that water back there, those yachts lead to a back road that leads to a back river that leads back to Annapolis. And other places they got water water hub cities that are connected to crab places like Mike's and Mike's North and places like that. It's crazy. And then when you go to Buddy's downtown Annapolis, the the harbor ends right there. Everybody just gets together and the nap is right at the end and this big old little thing where everybody just comes where there's water that ends right at the end. This shit is a racket. It's crazy for all you land crabs don't know what the hell going on. Better get your damn boat, rowboat, sailboat, get something and see what the hell going on out there. Baltimore got it going on, I'm telling you right now. They got movers and shakers there, people going to work every day dressed in fine clothes, making big-ass money because they're not talking about what they do. You can get some of the most exclusive things. If you want some foam for your chairs, like upholstery, the fittings for your chair, or you want to get a foam for your bed, special order, look it up. It's in Baltimore. Baltimore got stamps where you can stamp your name. You can sign your name and get stamps. Or you can get invisible ink. If you're having a party, you could stamp a person's hand with invisible ink and then put a black light on it where it shows up. Baltimore has a ink ink depository. They have a stamp depository. They have a they got it all. They got it all. It'll blow your mind. I'm just, don't sleep on that town. Don't think when you're on the train you see them little raggedy ass houses. That's 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 being staged. Okay, just like a damn movie set. They hang that there just to fake you out. Oh, yeah, we poor as hell. Come through and get the hell out of here. We poor as hell. You know? Please, that town's rich as hell. And all the black folks up there that are walking around there destitute, that's his backdrop. Those are paid, uh, what do you call them? Extras. Extras. They're extras. They're extras. All right. They walk around all day, just like up in in British, up in uh, Boston, where people walk around with those Confederate suits on. Wearing all that, you know, walk around with the, you know, like there the, the tea party and all that shit. They wear, you know, suits all day, getting paid thirteen dollars an hour for walking around like that. Reenact me of, uh, you know, Christmas addicts and and all the rest of that crap, you know. But anyway, just put that thought in your mind for a minute. Yachts mm-hmm. and shit like that and uh, running everything. Baltimore got it going on. They really do, and people don't understand unless you're from there. They know what I'm talking about. All right. I would. I would. Oh, be more than that. Hmm. Didn't know. You have to go check out Baltimore. Yeah, you enlighten us, Father. It's one of the best. Hey, back when I was dating and stuff, hey, that's where I used to take my first dates was at the Baltimore Harbor. Oh, really? And score every time at the end of the night. Oh, really? Oh, that harbor was so beautiful. And I would say, yeah, baby, so your eyes. Oh my little boy! Oh my God, he's the one! Yeah, he's the one. 
Oh, oh gosh. Anyway, keep it moving. <laughs> yeah, yeah, keep it moving. Keep it moving. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's head out to the West Coast and find out what's happening in Hollywood. Yeah, a little bit of this, a little bit of that. Oh, it always is. We're going to get right into it. All right. Um, I didn't know it didn't know. <clears throat> Pete Davidson. Didn't know crap about him until he started dating Ariana Grande. Mm-hmm. Pete Davidson, 24. He's laughing his ass all the way to the bank, I guess. He's laughing at his quickie engagement that ended in covered tattoos. I guess they got tattoos and they got to cover them. In a promo clip that the comedian filmed, we were brought back to the scene where the magic began for him and his ex fiance Ariana Grande. He did all this crap on Saturday Night Live. Um, they met in 2016 um, after she came off of a break with, uh, what's the guy's name? Um, I don't know. Mac somebody? Mac Million? Is that his name? Mac Macmillan? Mac somebody? Max mm. Mogey. I don't know. <laughs> she some, came, rap, some rapper. Yeah, she came over a, 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 a relationship with him. I'm like, this guy, he was like the rebound, Pete Davidson. Why would she even get with him? He she, he didn't seem like her type, but um, a newly single Pete asked the show's upcoming musical guest, um, Maggie Rogers, the question um, he's all too familiar with. He, he said, hey, Maggie, I'm Pete. He says, introducing himself, you want to get married? I'm like, come on now, really? <laughs> and you know Ariana Grande is going to watch it or she's going to hear uh, hear backlashes from it or whatever. But um, I'm like, the wound is, is still fresh. Why would he do anything like that? Because he's a funny man. Just stupid. So the news broke this split in October the 14th. And it's only been, what, uh, not even a month yet. But it looks like the stand-up comedian is getting through his breakup one joke at a time. I'm like, come on, really? But anyway, he he going to get his. Ariana Grande, he going to get his. So we'll Leave see. Pete alone. Oh, Lord. Pete need to go kiss it somewhere. <laughs> well, back to Angelique Jolie and Brad Pitt. While Jolie and Pitt's divorce is reportedly close to being finalized. What? Their custody battles reportedly still ongoing. Six babies, I guess they're trying to find the time to put the babies in in there, I guess. They're trying to get the time to see them, I guess. Jolie and Pitt called it quits in September 2016, which was followed by a bitterly nasty and very public divorce and custody battle. After many months of their lawyers going back and forth, the exes reportedly reached a temporary custody agreement in early June of uh, 2018 that lasted through the summer. So, nonetheless, we recently learned that Joe Lee um, has been missing Brad Pitt. Really? Oh, <laughs> you kidding me? I'm like, are you are you for, for real? They say that there's still a void in her heart. Yeah, she's trying to move the hell on. I don't know who broke up with who, but anyway. Um, they bought a chateau in France. Uh-oh, that's your place. But of course. For $60 million? Are you serious? I guess they're going to split that with the with the kids, I guess. 500-acre chateau in, in France. Wow. 60 grand. Money. Money. Money on top of money. Yeah, money. Yeah, but we're we, we going to see what's going to happen with that. Also, another breakup, Larsa Pittman. She was the wife of Scotty Pittman. I didn't even know the man was married. Um, they finally called it quits. Um, after 19 years uh, together, they have four babies, four children. They're probably teenagers, probably by now. And um, they said they just grew apart. So their their divorces their divorces started today. They filed papers. She filed papers today for the divorce. Mm. Um, what is Scotty Pittman doing these days? You know, Bobby. He's on the jump. What's that? Jump. Jump is a basketball analyst show that comes on ESPN at 4 o'clock in the afternoon. Oh, okay. He's one of the commentators on there. I guess homegirl said, you didn't have enough time for me, so I got to, I got to jump. <laughs> so she jumped on up out of that, but she said she hopes that, um, you know, that they um, have an agreement with the kids so, so they can, you know, have shared custody with the kids. Um, Rihanna's back in the uh, 
news. I didn't realize Rihanna was 30. She getting up there. And uh, she, she was butt neck in the magazine. Oh, she uh, was uh, dating this guy Hassan Jamil, um, but she's saying she's totally single now. This guy, he was, um, he's the deputy president and vice chairman of Abdul Latif Jamil, family-owned operation, and they run um, a diverse business in transportation engineering in 30 countries. Yeah, wow, worldwide. Yeah, um, it was once even deemed the world's largest independent distributor of Toyota and Lexus vehicles in 2017. Um, guess they just don't have time for each other. She's busy, he's busy. I mean, got to run a company. Yeah, it happens. Yeah, it does. So, all right, and she's not going to go back to Chris Brown or Drake. Ah, that's mm-hmm. a no, no. No, you know why? That's a consideration. I don't even know why. You know they had to put that in and make it interesting. And one last note. The Timberwolves unveiled Prince-inspired City Edition uniforms. Um, The partnership with um, the Timberwolves, Nike, NBA, and the um, Prince Estate, their uniforms are purple, and um, they're honoring um, Prince. So. Yay! It say he he loved basketball. Yeah, he did. Mhm. And they're gonna go on sale. Um, I'm sorry, on sale. I'm sorry. They're gonna have um merchandise for sale. Mhm. Um, starting on November the eighth. I used to go out to Paisley Park and watch him play. Oh, okay. More power to you. All right. Let me give you a trivia trivia question. What was his name? His full name? Prince Rogers Nelson. Yeah. Child, please. <laughs> That's my baby dad. Oh, Lord. Stuff like that. Mm-hmm. That's my Hollywood wrap-up. All right. Good job, Kel. All right. There's yeah, always a lot happening on the wrap I thought that was pretty neat. Guys, get a minute. Check out the um, uniforms. They're really nice. Yeah, let's check them out. All right, um, let's see. Well, we have a caller before we go to the cocktail of the week. Sure. Let me pick up this caller. Caller, welcome to the Pajama Party Show. Go right ahead with your comment. How you doing? I just I'm had doing to say. Great. Yeah, this is for Kel. She, she might know who I am. I'm sorry, but that's my baby daddy, Prince. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, that's my baby daddy. <laughs> oh, boy. Hey, Carla, hey. what's going on? How you doing? Hey, it's your cousin. You know, Prince Walker. I know it is. Yeah. All I right. Know. Yeah. <laughs> and you've loved Prince since, since the beginning of time. I know. Mm-hmm. I know. When I first came to D.C., I went to that concert by myself. Didn't know how I was going to get home. That was real stupid, <laughs> but. <laughs> mm. <laughs> Uh, yeah, All right. Good job. I've been listening the whole time. Well, yeah, thank so. you. Thank, thank you for listening. Yeah, yeah. Thank you for the reminder. Yeah, yeah. Okay. But, uh, All right. Yeah, All you right. know I heard Prince. I had to call in. <laughs> uh, all right, man. But you have to have those uh, uniforms. They're really nice. Uh huh. Oh, I haven't seen it yet. Oh, okay. I, I learned a lot today on the show. So I'm just, I was just taking everything in. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay, cool. We're now. hiring too. I'm trying to get rid of. Uh... <laughs> oh my gosh! Thanks for calling in, cuz. <laughs> All right, All right that's the Timberwolves, right? Yeah, Timberwolves. Okay. All right, thanks a lot. All right, thank you so much. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, so you, so uh, Red Wine, you thought you were the number one uh, fan I of? I am. Oh, 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 oh. Okay. But I share. Uh huh. I'm right. only greedy. She must have learned a lot from you, Papa. Huh? What do you think? Well, I heard also the damn Prince that he's coming out with uh, some type of little documentary. Did you hear about that? Prince? Yeah, I did hear that. Ava DuVernay. Oh, oh not producing. her. Oh, Lord. That's your girl. Mm. Ava DuVernay oh, is producing um, a documentary, documentary? Mm. on Prince. Interesting. I don't know when it's uh, uh, slated to be It's called The Boy from available. the North. What? It's called The Boy from the North is the name of it. Oh, okay. And also Chaka Khan is coming out with one as well. It's a oh, documentary. Okay. Interesting. Hmm. Show how their life got started, who influenced them, mm-hmm. some avenues they took to get where they are. Wow. Okay. Well, I saw them in But I didn't know Ava DuVernay was doing it. Yeah, she's doing the Prince documentary. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, producing it. They're going to see what's going to happen. All right. 
All right. Well, we're going to switch up and get Mr. Lowe to give us the cocktail of the week, which is the bittersweet. Mr. Lowe, take it away. All right, all right. It's Friday night, so it's time to get right. This is Mr. L.O. coming to you live from the pajama party, where it gets a little naughty. Now, tonight, we're going to get you weak with a drink called Bittersweet. So let me tell you what you need. Grab yourself a cocktail shaker, fill it up with ice. All right, all right. Now, I'm going to tell you the ingredients that you're going to need to make this here. Get yourself about an ounce of Kettle One Citron. Now pour in a quarter ounce of Campari. Now a quarter ounce of Grand Marnier. Half an ounce of lemon juice. Now a quarter ounce of honey syrup. Now, only thing you need on top is just a dash of orange bitter. Alright, now you got it all together. Now, you got it all in your shaker, and go ahead and shake it on up. Kids fight. Mm-hmm. Mike Pence. Oh, that was the principal who said that girls should wear dresses. Right, Mitchell. Because it keeps. Oh, that's Mitchell. Mm-hmm. Because it keeps uh, down school shootings or something. Super so. Mike Pence. We know who he is. VP. Mm-hmm. Um, state trooper in um, Hartford, Connecticut. Yeah, for racial profiling. And um, uh, Friedman, the diaper dumper. Yeah. And uh, you already said. And forty five. Okay. And uh, Roger Goodell. All right. <laughs> we haven't said his name in a while. Yeah, Roger Goodell. And uh, it was a few others, but I can't think of who they are right now. Oh, whoever's writing those swastikas all over the place. Mm-hmm. And anybody else who just hates an entire group of people. Yeah. Just because. Just because. Yeah. You're on the kiss it list. Right. Uh, I guess that's about it. Yeah. All right. Well, we have a special gift for you. Kiss my empire ass. Kiss my Irish ass. You better kiss my Irish ass. This world kiss my 
kiss my ass. You can Welcome back to the Pajama Party. I'm one of your host, Papa Didi. I'm here with Kettle. Hello. And Red Wine. Don't fly, darling. Boy, she's been sticking this French guy. So all she's doing is speaking French. And it's time for the last word. <laughs> What's yours, Red? Well, the haters be damned. Funny what that peanut does here. Haters be damned. What's your last so word? My last word is haters be damned. And I'm just saying, for all the folks that uh, lost anybody in these recent most recent uh, rounds of unnecessary murders. Our thoughts are with you. I know we get tired of saying our thoughts and prayers are with you, but they are. To the families of um, the children that were hit because people didn't stop when the buses were stopped. Yeah, indeed. You know, that's a whole other situation. I see it every day. When that arm comes out for that bus and that sign says stop, you need to stop your mother freaking car. Because no, nobody's kids should be getting killed like that. Oh, that's what happened? Yes. Where was this at? Where all wasn't over. it? It's all been in over. different places. Oh, my God. Tampa, all over. And the kids, too. Three kids were killed at one time. Any out there got kids that are on the ago. bus stop, too. You know, please tell them to stand back. You don't have to be directly on the, on the yeah, curb like back. that. Move back, move back. People are going to work that and time look, morning. And look both ways, because just because that bus arm is out doesn't mean that you are free and clear to cross that street, because some of these idiots are not paying and attention. Even, and even the school system needs to take a little of responsibility on this, because these kids are out there early. They're out there waiting on the, at the bus thing, and why don't we build them a little bus thing like we do for people catching a regular city bus? How come they can't have a little, if that's a bona fide place for kids get get the bus at, that's how come they can't idea, build Bob. something? Because yeah, yeah, at least that'll take the impact. That'll take the impact of a car running into them. But no, they got to stand there by themselves, with themselves, in the dark, in the fog, in the dew, everything that grows in the rain and the snow. Between seven and seven and, and you know how it is during when just like this weekend, you know, you set your clocks back in daylight saving time. Okay, you spring oh, yeah, forward and that. fall back. So fall's coming up, so we're gonna be, you know, falling back. Set it back. Anyway, and and the kids need to they're out there early and everybody is driving like crazy trying to get to work. You know, you know, like uh just like Bobby Womack says, some people are getting up, some people are just getting in. So you never know what the, who hit who, why, you know? Well, I'm just saying, you know, to the people who lost their children in the yeah. last few weeks or the last few months or whatever, yeah. you know, again, I, I feel so bad for you and, and you have my condolences, but... People need to slow down. Slow, slow down. Up. In every aspect. It can't be that critical. It's it not just for the kids. When you see people that are hesitating to do something, don't be in a hurry to go around them. It could be somebody walking in a stroller and they're waiting for them to get by. But here come your dumb ass going around them because you're in a rush and bang, you hit the stroller because you couldn't wait five minutes. Look for a minute to see what the hell is going on. If somebody's in front of you, that means they're ahead of you. So slow your ass down. Wait your turn. I mean, it's just a mess. Looking through the rearview mirror yeah, nowadays is a hard move. That was my last word, so you go ahead, Papa. No, I, I'm, I was just elaborating on what you were saying. Yeah, because no, I'm saying, go ahead. Driving go ahead. nowadays is horrible. The, the rearview mirror is like a horror movie. People come up behind you 100 miles an hour. You could be coming up to all red lights of traffic going slow. Here comes some assholes on the side of you doing 90, going up to where everybody else is slowing down. I'm like, what the fuck are you going to step on your brakes? Everybody's in break mode, and you're still speed. It's just a mess. It's a mess. I don't know what people are doing, what, what Harry they on there. One-dimensional. One-dimensional. Think. Slow down. Relax. You know, 
But my last word is just want to give a happy birthday to my youngest sister. Uh, she just turned 53 years old. Her name is Joan. Um, happy birthday, Joan. Everybody was the 26th of October. Happy birthday, Joan. Um, happy birthday, Joan. They're doing a little ceremony for my father that passed away uh, last year. Uh, this coming Sunday, uh, the Catholic Church in Philadelphia is doing a uh, remembrance to the falling firemen and policemen of last year. So we're going to go there and hear that honor on Sunday. So um, grateful for that. Anyway, the kettle. Well, wait, before we go to kettle, can we just do a happy birthday to your sister? Yeah.